the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Pete Hexeth, of whom I am a big fan, is a host on Fox and Friends, U.S. Army major, and he gives the new PragerU video, who should win the Nobel Peace Prize? And, of course, the answer is the U.S. military. I made that case to uh, a non-receptive audience on the Bill Maher show two weeks ago. <laughs> Wherever American troops are, liberty expands. That, look at Korea. Look at Germany. Look at Japan. The, um, the, if, if they gave the Nobel Peace Prize to those who deserve it, the American military would get it every year. They laughed. Pete Hegseth, they laughed. Hey, no, you're Dennis, thank you so much. First of all, congratulations on your film, Safe Spaces. Amazing work you continue to do through, through that, through PragerU. And it was an honor to do this, this video. Uh, you know, it is Veterans Day. People take time to reflect on it. Um, I'm, at, I'm in Las Vegas right now with 36 uh, highly wounded guys, severely wounded guys and their spouses to honor them for a weekend. And when you talk to these guys, they would all do it again. They, they feel like 365 days a year for them is Veterans Day, and they get it. They get that freedom. I mean, the cliche of freedom isn't free is true, but if you put it in a larger context, you're not free unless you're powerful. Because in the world today, with evil forces lurking everywhere, with different ideologies that don't want you to live free, unless you can protect yourself through violent means if necessary, you're not actually free. Uh, I mean, that's in a personal level, the Second Amendment argument, too, obviously. But in this case, without the U.S. military, the world is a dark and dangerous place, and the freedoms we enjoy do not exist. They don't exist in a vacuum. So it was an absolute honor to do this. And I hope we, you know, trigger a few people with this video, as you're quite good at, Dennis. (laughs) By the way, I want to say something about you, that I was very touched when you mentioned that you were in Las Vegas with wounded veterans, I mean, you obviously, uh, you live on the East Coast. You, you traveled to Vegas to do this. I think, it's a, I think it says a lot about you. I just want you to know that. Well, I appreciate it. Listen, when you, when you, when you find small ways to do things for other guys that have given so much, it turns out you're the one that actually receives so much of the benefit because you, you absorb the gratitude they have the courage they have, and the spouses, Dennis, you know, these military families, these guys come home wounded, they're, they're treated, but it's the psychological, uh, it's the wounds of the soul, of, of purpose that they have, and to see them uplifted, uh, to see a grateful nation be celebrated, we're about to surprise them with a big ceremony uh, that they don't even know about that's going to kind of, I, I hope, just uh, soak it all in for them. Uh, you know what? It's just a passion of the heart, and it's it's. I don't know. I didn't know any of these guys before I came down here. But the truth be told, I know them all, because when you serve, you you know the type, you know the DNA of the guys that wear the uniform 
take and half these guys went back into service or they're serving again or they started an organization they are truly the best our nation has to offer and uh, and and when you go when you go to these universities and other places where the world is is sideways and that these guys are the bad guy you realize how we've gotten to the place in our nation where we're questioning things like flag and anthem uh, and, and allegiance to nation. And I, I'm proud of the video that we did that you gave me the opportunity to host because it breaks it all down uh, of, of what the cost of freedom really is. The video is at, of course, PragerU.com. Who should win the Nobel Peace Prize by Pete Hexeth? And again, your description of these guys. Do you know, I was once asked, and it started a beautiful chain of events in my life, about 25 years ago, a woman called and said, you know, you seem to have done a lot in life. Is there is there any fantasy you had that you haven't lived? And I said, yeah, I haven't conducted an orchestra. Because I've I, from high school on, I studied scores and thought I could, but I wasn't sure. Anyway, to make a long story short, she, by sheer chance, she was the first clarinetist of a symphony orchestra, invited me to try out, and I've ended up conducting orchestras ever since. And I would tell you, there really is another fantasy I have. I would like to talk to uh, soldiers, anyone in the military, and, 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 and or veterans, about how important their work is. The, uh, I, uh, what you're doing with these guys in Vegas, that, that's big. Pete, I want to just go for a minute to uh, politics. Uh, what's your take on the impeachment? <laughs> uh, you know, it, I think the public are starting to see that what the Democrats call an inquiry is actually just an inquisition. And, of course, it's all an attempt to undo 2016. And I think they've massively, massively overplayed their hand in the smallest of ways. I mean, you do a whole Mueller report, a whole Russia nonsense for two years. There's not nothing there that they can use. So they latch, latch on to a phone call with any reasonable person when they look at the transcripts that have been released and will be released says, OK, maybe it's not precisely how I would have said it. But the fact that there was no uh, there was no money actually withheld, there was no actual investigation done into it. And there is massive corruption in Ukraine. This is well within the prerogative of a commander in chief. And I think you're starting to see it's subtle right now, but a few blinks beyond just your Adam Schiff and your Nancy Pelosi, the recognition that we're really going to try to impeach an elected president in his first term on this, and we're going to take what we did in private and do now show trials. And I'm here in uh, I'm here in Las Vegas. I'll use another analogy. I'm staring right now at the Mirage Hotel. I mean, it's all a, it's all a mirage. The Democrats have tried to create as if there's high crimes and misdemeanors, and I think they didn't. They never wanted to bring it public. Now that they are, they're going to be judged in the court of public opinion. Even even CNN went out and took the pulse of people at the LSU Alabama game in a tailgate, and, and they tried to you know find folks that thought he should be impeached, and everyone's saying we don't get it. I, it, it seems like they're after the guy, and I do think you you were at a point where the public could really turn. And then when you look at the clown car that they're running for president, and 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 the process there that's been a disaster. If I'm a Democrat in America today. I, I don't know if I'm a socialist if I, or if I believe in borders, and I know I hate President Trump, but I don't have anything to actually get rid of him, including a candidate that could replace him. So I, I think this is massively unhelpful, uh, unhealthy for our country, but politically, the Democrats have walked themselves, I think, into a trap. Wow. So tell me, I read contrary uh, 
pieces constantly, contradictory pieces. Are they going to allow the Republicans to bring in witnesses or not? I've heard I've heard only the ones that they also agree with. So we've seen the list that the Republicans have submitted. Uh, there's a few names on there which have already testified. So I think the Democrats are going to try to play a double game to say, well, the ones, yeah, we're letting the Republicans uh, submit some witnesses, but, you know, the whistleblower, the so-called whistleblower, no, that's unnecessary at this point. So the guy who triggered the whole thing, apparently, is unnecessary to hear from. And then, of course, the the uh, Biden, uh, Hunter Biden stuff, they're just, they just can't afford to talk about, so they'll block that, too. So I, I think you'll see very little actual involvement from Republicans other than being forced to answer questions within a, a limited amount of what's allowed, uh, while Democrats control the entire process. It's a sham. It's a show. It's a total mirage. And I think that's why the president is smart to both litigate it on the process, but also on the substance. So the I will be very interested to know when the uh, hearings begin on Wednesday, how many Americans will tune in? What do you think? I just think very uh, honestly, having traveled the country, uh, I, I sat down and talked with a lot of vets I'm here with, too, and they're not a representative sample of all Americans because they're more dialed in. I just I, I just don't think it, it, it it's not going to take. OK, uh, so be, it just won't. I, I also wonder how could there not be curiosity on most Americans parts with regard to the corruption that seems to be. Obvious, more obvious than anything about a corrupt phone call with regard to Hunter Biden. See, I actually think they are. I think it's seeped into the consciousness a little bit, whether the polling reflects it or not, because it's such a simple narrative. You know, the whole Ukraine phone call, withholding aid, looking into it, who's talking to who, that's confusing and convoluted, right? They're building their case on that. Everyone understands the idea of nepotism, the idea that you have a last name, you don't have any credit credentials, but you're making 80 grand a month while your dad's in charge of the policy there. And even if his decisions are not personally meant to benefit Hunter Biden, the appearance of such is way beyond what would be allowed. It should be allowed for any public official. And, of course, if President Trump did it, forget about it. So I actually think the easier narrative is Hunter Biden because people grasp onto privileged, powerful people enriching themselves which is why they refuse to talk about it. Is there going to be any investigation into that in Congress? The Republicans and the Senate should, should do just that. Listen, if you can yes. down on the Senate, <laughs> then they should go after this side of it. Yes, yes. So why aren't they? Why aren't they? Uh, good question. I, I don't know if Mitch McConnell, I mean, he's been so good on so many things, uh, judges and others. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're letting the Democrats play out their process in the House, and then they really want to pretend to act like a jury in the Senate and ultimately exonerate the president. But I would go on the offense. If we've learned one thing from the president, it should be going on the attack is the way to beat these left wingers, the mob, the media, the collude against you. No yeah, matter that's what, entirely that's accurate. It's my my life's dedicated exactly. to that proposition. All right, we just got just got a minute to go, and uh, react, please, if you would, to my take that the Democrats are deeply worried about not having a viable candidate. Oh, absolutely. If you're raising up Mike Bloomberg, the least the least dynamic guy out there who was once a Republican and then a Democrat and independent, what is he? what does he stand for? He's a nanny stater, grab your gun, but he's a capitalist. 
He doesn't have the magic, as the president has said. Joe Biden doesn't know what state he's in. Uh, you're really going to elect the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, as your nominee. And then you've got two, you know, rabid socialists whose plans could be picked apart in 10 seconds. Right. And Elizabeth Warren doesn't have the energy to do it either. So here they are with all this hatred. And they, they are beyond worried because they don't have a single viable person. Folks, watch Pete Hexeth. Who should win the Nobel Peace Prize? A pay-on to the U.S. military. God bless you, Pete. Yeah, God bless you, Dennis. Thank you. Have the best day. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.